Welcome to Full Life FM. I'm your host, Emily Tim. I'm a registered dietitian, content creator, and feminist on a mission to help women live their fullest lives. I've worked with thousands of women with PCOS and other endocrine conditions to optimize metabolic, reproductive, and mental health. I'm passionate about approachable, evidence-based nutrition, intentional living, and the Mediterranean diet and lifestyle. Each week, we'll bring you new episodes and guest interviews to inspire, empower, and educate on what it really means to be healthy. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend or leave a review. And if you're ready to do health together, I'd love to have you in my membership community, the Full Life Society. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. All right. So I'm just going to quickly give you like a 30 second synopsis of what we're about to do here, but I don't want to take up too much time to do that because I know this has already taken up a lot of um, everybody's time. So this is, I'm keeping our video off because when I do private coaching calls, I, I prefer to just be on audio. I find that it's more intimate. We don't have to focus about focus on what we look like when we're speaking and those types of things. So that's what we're going to do. Now, Sarah, um, as far as time, do you still have um, 45 minutes or would you like to shorten the time? I'm available all night. Oh, thank you. Awesome. All right. So when, if you guys are listening on Facebook, feel free to comment and interact with anything that we are saying. Um, and I think I'm just going to jump in and get started. I'm just going to quickly check the Facebook group and make sure people can hear us, but I don't want to spend any more time on that. Group and make sure people can hear us. Cool. But I don't want to spend any. All right. So we are good. So I'm just going to kind of jump into it and run this like it's my first time sitting down with you, Sarah, and ever having a coaching call. Okay. Um, and we can get into it. So if you want to start off and just kind of tell me where you are in your health journey, what goals you're working towards, any like history that you think is relevant, um, and then we can use that as a launch point. Um, so I do, I have PCOS um, and I originally sought you out online. I think I've been working with you now since spring of 2021, maybe. Um, and I sought you out because I do have PCOS and I've tried like everything through my doctor, through my gynecologist, through my PCP and kind of just had like hit the end of the road. Like I wasn't tolerating metformin when they tried to give it to me. And um, I just was feeling very like frustrated and like there was nothing I could do to like manage uh, this diagnosis that I was given. So I was looking for somebody that could help me maybe through nutrition to manage uh, PCOS. And I worked with you off and on, like in a couple different programs, first with the Full Life Society. And um, just listening to your call yesterday, I feel like I'm really excited to have this coaching call with you because I think um, I'm kind of like the ideal person for this. I have all of the information, like I've done all of, you, all of your courses. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just like hitting a block with being actually able to implement it and do it. Um, I've been doing some like small goals since I started working with you. Like, you know, I try to incorporate a serving of nuts every day. I try to incorporate uh, a serving of fruit, a serving of vegetables, but I'm not like putting it all together. Like I am definitely making smarter choices than I was had I never met you, but I'm still not like 
getting the whole thing together. So um, one of the biggest roadblocks for me and problems is my schedule. I'm a nurse, specifically a travel nurse right now. My schedule changes every week. My location changes every six weeks. Like it's just very hard for me to have any sort of a routine. And I know that that's like really, it's really making it hard for me to kind of do like the meal plan and, and get a routine going. So, but I do have goals of like losing weight. I have goals of like improving my lab values. Since I started working with you, my cholesterol has come down. My blood sugar has come down. I am very happy about those things, um, but I still do have the goal of like wanting to lose weight as well. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. I, a million percent. You're right. Um, you are the perfect person for this conversation because it's just like, it's a perfect story for somebody that has a high level of motivation, um, actually has some medical knowledge and, um, and is, you know, stuck in kind of that in between of, okay, this is what I desire and this is what I want to implement, but, you know, but it's real life. And so there's things that are coming up in between that are, that are getting in, in the way of making that happen. So with your travel nurse schedule, um, are you always working days or do you, do you also, do you switch between night and day? So when I took this job, I had the option of rotating days and nights, or I could do steady nights. And I know how important like sleep is. So I actually chose to do steady nights um, because I thought maybe it would help me have somewhat of a routine, mm -hmm. but that is, I could, at any point could switch back to doing rotating days and nights if I wanted to, um, for this current job, straight days is not an option. Okay. Um, when they when you do like the rotating schedule, is it, how does that, what does that look like? Do so, you know? Yeah. Well, every six weeks I'm at a different unit with a different scheduler. So it really just depends on how considerate that person is. But with my experience with this health system, and I know you know the health system, I know you've worked with them before, um, yeah. they, they're they not often very considerate. And a lot of times they'll have me double back where I'll, because this was my first nursing job, this company was, and I would work like night shift one night and then be off one day technically, but it's really not a day off because I just work till 7.30 in the morning and then I'll have to be back for day shift the next day. And it just makes it very hard to do that because when you get off work, your inclination is I want to go to sleep. I just work 12 hours. But if I sleep now, I won't sleep tonight and I have to get up in the morning. So a lot of times you find yourself either being very sleep deprived or sleeping like a really long time just so you can try and get on schedule. It's very difficult. Yeah, that sounds really difficult. Can I ask how old you are? I am 37. Okay. And tell me a little bit about what what do you love about travel nursing? Um, I really, so I just started doing the travel part in May and honestly, like it has been really good for me in a lot of ways. I was feeling very stagnant in my other job. Um, just mm -hmm. didn't feel like I was growing or challenging myself. Um, so kind of like the things you talk about, like the things that bring you joy. Like I really love learning new things. I love being challenged. I love traveling. So it kind of hits all those things for me. Um, you know, it is challenging walking into a new unit every six weeks and kind of feeling, you know, not so secure on your feet and having to like learn things very quickly. Um, that's been like very good for me and helps with my self-esteem and like my motivation and confidence as a nurse. So I like those things about it, but mm -hmm. the schedule has been hard. Yeah. Um, because it's, 
it's it's a tough and when you're so when, and when you're going to these different places are you stay what is the what is the housing like so i'm responsible for finding my own housing okay. um, i'm an internal traveler is what it's called so there's 40 different facilities that i could be sent to i think the furthest one away is maybe up to like six hours away um my last six weeks i was just at, i live in pittsburgh i was just in harrisburg my last six weeks which is okay. like three to four hours away so during that time i would drive out they would mostly uh, block my schedule and i was staying in um like a long-term stay hotel so it, it was a little sweet i had a kitchenette in there mm -hmm. so there was um, a full-size refrigerator there was a stove top a toaster and a microwave um so i could do like very minimal cooking but nothing like i didn't have an oven or anything like that um and then i would drive home and then i'll be back home so my assignment I'm just starting a new assignment this week and it's going to be back in Pittsburgh. So I'm really excited the next six weeks, I'm going to be home. Cool. And being able to like, at least be in my apartment. And do you work three days a week? Yes. Okay. So like right now it's three nights. And if you switched to rotate, it would basically be like, and are the three nights in a row? So again, it just depends on the schedule okay. on the unit. Um, they, they're supposed to try and be considerate with that and block them, but in my experience, not everybody does. So. Okay. It's a tough, it's a tough thing because with where you are, as far as your journey, like we've been together for a while. I'm familiar with your story. You have the solid foundation of the Mediterranean eating pattern. It sounds like you, you make solid stride, you know, solid efforts towards that eating pattern every single day. But there's just this, there is a reality, unfortunately, that comes along with night shift work. Have you heard me speak about this? Yeah. I think I've asked you questions about it too. Yeah. And it's, um, it makes things really challenging in the weight loss department. So I just wanted to say that not to sound discouraging, mm -hmm. but to let you know that like, it's not your fault. I mean, it's just, it makes things really, really challenging. It kind of confuses our bodies and in the research um, people that work night shift weigh five to 10% more on average. Mm -hmm. So it's a challenging thing, but I'm wondering, does anybody in this company work days? Like straight days? Yeah. Like, is there not, any employee, not, employee that. Not in the position that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So if I were to take a job working straight days which my last job i was straight days but i worked for a different company i worked for the government okay. um, i worked straight day shift for four years but my my pay would be like more than 50 percent less than what i make now like it's a significant pay cut like i'm making a lot more money so i see okay. it's like a, a trade-off and this isn't forever for me like when i took this job i gave myself like two to three years okay um, that's how long i want to do it but because it i know it is hard just on my body, on my life and all those things, but. Okay. Well, I'm glad we spent a couple minutes on that though, because it's good that you do, you don't see this being a forever. And that's right. the biggest thing is like, okay, this is something you're doing now. It checks a lot of boxes and in two or three years, then you can maybe find something that is days. And maybe by that point, you're going to have so much experience that'll, that'll make up for the, you know, the pay discrepancy. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And 
I think what would be helpful, you can let me know what you think. I feel like it would be helpful to actually look at this schedule a little bit mm-hmm. and what it looks like in terms of um, eating and just lifestyle and, and all of that. How does that sound to you? Yes, I, I agree. I was actually giving this some thought after I watched, I watched the first session this morning. I was just a little bit behind. My life has been very hectic the past six weeks. Yeah. Um, and, or actually, no, I was watching this session in the, the grocery class that you're doing. Oh, cool. And you talked about the different versions of meal planning and how like, you know, it doesn't have to be that you meal plan one week at a time. It can be like shorter increments or whatever. Yeah. I was thinking for me for like planning for my life, maybe I just need to change how I'm doing it. And like, it might need to change depending on where my assignment is every six weeks or what my schedule is looking like. So maybe like yes. in more frequently. I, yeah, exactly. So it's almost like every time you get a new assignment, like recalibrating the lifestyle. Right. Like, yeah. Like what is this schedule going to be like? What is this work environment like? All of that. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's And that's kind of exciting in a way, I think, because you're getting to try out different, different things, different environments and, and and I also like applaud you because you weren't happy with the way that your life was. And so you decided to make a change. And even though it's difficult, like we can work with it. And mm-hmm. if it's better for your mental health, then it's better for your health overall. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So like, okay. So what day is today? What is it? Tuesday? Tuesday, I think. Okay. So did you work today? No. So I, um, I actually just got back from Tampa at 2 a.m. this morning. Um, Because in addition to traveling for work, I also do a lot of personal travel, which has also greatly complicated things for me. I think in the past seven weeks, I've been home like six days, maybe. It's it's been rough. Yeah. Okay. So my next day that I work is Thursday night. That'll be my first day at this new assignment. Okay. So you've been, have you been up since 2 a.m. or did you go to sleep? No, I slept. Yeah. Cool. okay so tomorrow is wednesday i'm assuming you'll probably go to bed at like a reasonable time and then kind of get yourself quote unquote normal and wake up in the morning is that how it works no uh well it'll i'll get myself normal for me but i'm gonna try and stay up tonight um and then sleep during the day tomorrow so i can get back on my night shift schedule okay because i have to work thursday night shift okay and I've slept during the day today. So I'll stay up, sleep tomorrow. Wow. That is, <laughs> that, that is a lot. And, and um, yeah, that's, that's a lot. It's, it's a lot. And with all of this, you know, the fluctuation and the different environments, do you think that this is like really appealing because of, because this is who you are as a person or is it partly like, oh my God, we went through the pandemic and now you're kind of enjoying a bit of like freedom and flexibility or something else? Um, I think I'm a little bit unique, like in the pandemic situation. I Because I'm a nurse, I was never somebody who was trapped at home. Like I was okay. always, my schedule, I still went into work every day. I still saw people every day. So I don't think it's that. Like I didn't really, you know, feel that loneliness or being stuck in the house that other people did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just who I am as a person, to be honest with you. Okay. My mom just told me the other day, she thinks I can't like sit still. Maybe there's some truth to that. Yeah. 
I feel like that would be an interesting thing to to revisit um because and it's kind of cool like I almost I feel like I can talk to you really openly because I kind of know you a little bit Mm um but sometimes it's like with because I I have been this person I probably still am in some ways but sometimes when we want to constantly be in motion it's because there's something uncomfortable about sitting still So that might just be something kind of interesting. Do you practice any kind of uh, mindfulness or meditation or anything similar? Um, I would say I, I'm not like great at it, but in the past couple of years, I have been leaning into that more, which is why like, I really like this the content that you've been putting out lately because I do think that it speaks to me and I, it's something that I want to be more involved in. Um, but yeah, I have tried to do like some meditation. Like I have a meditation app on my phone. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, like, I guess the closest thing to that is I love to be outside and I love to like be in nature and like yes. just going for a walk. So I try to do that a lot. Um, I really struggled this summer. I got COVID over 4th of July and I was really sick for two months um and wasn't able to like get outside or be active. Like I couldn't even walk up the stairs without like being so short of breath. Um, so this summer has been like kind of a setback for me in that way, but, but that is something that I definitely know that I like brings me a lot of joy and like peace is Mm -hmm. being outside in nature. And I think that's kind of like meditative for me. Absolutely. I was just, um, having a conversation with somebody about that earlier, that if you are kind of more of a, a busy type of person, um, which I think there's a lot of benefits to being that person because you tend to be more active but if if you are that kind of person, the idea of like sitting still and just being can be anxiety provoking almost. So going into nature is a nice alternative because you get a lot you get a lot of that benefit, especially if you can like you know put away the technology and be present. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it just may be interesting to kind of start tapping into a different, a different inner voice or maybe the, the same inner voice, but maybe getting a little bit of clarity and a little bit of kind of perspective on is this actually the thing that makes you the most happy? Is it, I just, I guess I kind of relate. Have you ever been a waitress? I guess you're a nurse. So it's kind of similar in terms of the energy. My first job when I was 16, but not since then. So it's been yeah. a while. Cause I kind of, um, I, I have a lot of friends that are nurses and it's, it's like that fast pace. You're, you're juggling a lot of hats and you're, you're doing all of these things. And that, that kind of energy can be a little bit ad- addictive. Do you agree? Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm running constantly at work, probably more so than even some of the people I work with. I feel like, I do feel like high strung at work. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, there's like good, there's like positives and negatives. Like I remember, you know, even in my, I waitressed all through college and for 10 years and there was something like, I don't know, there's something about being pushed to your limits and just being in that fast pace. And then the money's great. And then it, it's like, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. But then when you slow down for a minute, it's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you know, it's a little bit intense on the nervous system, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That makes sense. Yeah. So something to ponder, but back to the present. So 
tonight you're going to get yourself on the night shift schedule. I also wanted to ask you just for my own kind of info, you have this goal of weight loss. Do you mind sharing your current height and weight? Um, I am five foot, five foot five and I weigh about like 215 right now. Okay. Five foot four and three quarters if you want to be specific. Okay. Okay. The reason I asked that too is because we can talk about the nutrition and optimize the nutrition, but I also just wanted to see if it may be worthwhile to have like an, a great endocrinologist on your side who potentially could help with like, I know you're on the metformin, but you're not on anything no, else, correct? I'm, I'm not on metformin. I tried it twice. I can't tolerate it. So okay. I'm on um, birth control, hormonal birth control. Okay. Because especially with, like, thinking about night shift, um, one of the consequences of, of that is, like, increased appetite, increased carb cravings. And so, like, an appetite-regulating medication could make your life a lot easier as far as achieving some of the weight loss that you want. Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to mention that because it can be pretty massive. Um, something like uh, a GLP-1 receptor agonist could help you achieve like a 10% weight loss, 5% weight loss. Um, you know, if you're not able to kind of get things moving on your own, Mm -hmm. Um, just because of the limitations around, around the, around the sleep, which is, it, it's massive. Yeah. Okay. Um, have you ever talked to somebody about something like that or does that idea, how does that idea sound to you? I have not talked to anybody about it. Um, no, no, I, I don't love taking medication. Like I'm willing to try it. Like I tried the metformin, but like I said, I, my sugar kept dropping really low when I was on it. And so they ended up taking me off of it. Um, I guess I'm open to trying anything. Uh, I don't know. I kind of do have like some reservations though, just getting on like chronic medication, I, which is funny. Yeah. I'm a nurse and I give people medicine all day. I just don't want to be that person that has to take it myself. Yeah, for sure. I think it would, I think it's a good conversation to have with somebody that specializes in like, I don't like the word, but that specializes in obesity management mm -hmm. because then they can kind of, even like, even if it's not a conversation around medication, it could be even a con, like, it could be even a conversation around getting the, getting the sleep quality assessed just in general, mm -hmm. you know, because maybe it's like, you know, the sleep that you're getting even during the day, making sure that that sleep is high quality, you know, no interruptions, that can also be a referral that they can make for you. Okay. So it could just be an interesting thought just given um, the the lifestyle and and everything because it's more complex. So you think talking to my PCP, like going to them first? I'd probably see an endocrinologist. Endocrinologist? Yeah. Somebody that specializes in what is called obesity medicine. Okay. 
preferably a, a woman <laughs> um, because I know you're in Pittsburgh uh -huh. and a few of the, I know some of the docs down there. So you can even ask, ask me if you want a, a recommendation. Yeah, I would like that. Cool. I did an episode recently on the podcast with a doc, with a physician. Her name's um, Dr. Sandra Sobel. Mm -hmm. She runs a private practice, so it is cash pay, but she's incredible. Um, and she would meet those requirements. She's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. Her and I used to work together and well, you can listen to the episode. She has a really interesting story as to like why she decided to branch out, but she's just really compassionate and really thorough. Okay. Um, I don't get anything for saying that. I'm just out of a lot of the people I met. She's one of my favorite people. Okay. So Tomorrow, you're going to get back on the night schedule mm -hmm. that works for you. So like when you're going into work, what is what is your schedule as far as like meals look like? So I try to eat before I go into work. I work usually at 7 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. So I've worked one location where they have me do 6 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. But but mostly it's, it's 7 p.m. So I'll try to eat something like if I get up and going at five o'clock. I'll try and eat something like as I'm getting ready for work. And then the first beginning part of my shift is like the busiest part. So there's no time. Like that's when I'm getting report. I'm going assessing all my patients, doing all their like meds before bedtime. So again, like depending on the location and how busy it is, I might not really calm down and get to sit down and eat until like 11 PM or midnight. Um, and I'll try and eat something then like while I'm charting. And then I might have something to eat a couple hours later, like maybe like 3 a.m. I don't typically eat too much after that. Like I actually feel pretty nauseous when I'm on night shift. So like I'm not somebody who likes to eat when I come home. Um, so that's kind of like what I've been doing, I guess on the nights that I work. And on the days that I'm off, I just kind of do whatever I want. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't really do a lot of planning on those days. I feel like a lot of it, like I'm going out to eat um, or like meeting up with friends or traveling. So um, it's kind of hard to have a routine around those. So I try to at least plan like on the, on the days that I'm working, like when I'm at work, I try not to order out and I'll just like bring my food. And right now, like really my goals have been pretty low bar. It's been like, I want to make sure I eat a vegetable every night. I eat a fruit every night. I eat nuts every night and I drink a bottle of water every night. Those are my goals right now, which I know that's very low bar, <laughs> but, um, I, what I've been doing. No, I think that's, I think that's awesome though. I mean, you have a, a goal and a structure and I think that's really huge because you're going into this time where you're, uh, where you're up all night and it can be a really challenging time for appetite and just like cravings and even just the fact that you're eating at like the middle of the night. So I, I think that's pretty phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, so like when you say that you eat something kind of around that 5 PM time before you go in, is that more of a snack or is it more of a meal? Uh, it's usually more of a meal. Okay. Yeah. And is that something that you typically plan or like what, what would be like an example like that happened? I don't know. Last time you went in. Um, so sometimes it's planned. Sometimes I'll stop and like get something um, like I might stop and grab Thai food 
on my way to work and like eat it when I get there. Um, it just depends on like if I've used up everything I've bought. Cause I usually go shopping as soon as I get to um, my location. So if we use like the last day as an example, that would have been my last day of my assignment. I didn't, I had like kind of run out of food at my um, hotel. Okay. So I got Thai food. But like earlier in the week, I had bought like some whole grain bread, some um, deli turkey. Um, I had apples. Um, I had oatmeal, like different things like that. I tried to get like some healthier things in, in my hotel to pack. Yeah, definitely. Um, but and what's your favorite Thai dish to order? A green curry with white rice. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite too. That's funny. Um, so and do you get the green curry with, is it with chicken? Sometimes I'll get it with chicken. Sometimes I'll get it just vegetables. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like when I order it, I want to order it with chicken, but every time I get it, I'm kind of like, like, I don't really like to eat the chicken in it. So I find myself enjoying it more if it's just vegetables. Okay. Does that keep you, does it keep you full enough with that, with just the veggies? Yeah, when I ate it that night, I think it did. It okay. was very spicy. It was like spicier than normal too. So that kind of like upset my stomach a little yeah. bit. So I wasn't feeling like I really wanted to eat too much after I ate it. Okay. Do you, have you ever gotten it with tofu? and veggies i have not no you could if you if you're open to it um yeah. i don't mind so i actually i was vegetarian for a couple years like whenever i was younger i don't love meat um but i did add it back in just because i felt like i was feeling better when i was eating it than when i was not um but a lot of times i don't really like prefer it so i would try it with tofu yeah I think that would, um, that would make it, I think that honestly may help you a little bit with your nausea. Like if you're having something with a little bit of protein at the beginning of the night with the, mm -hmm. with the carb. Okay. Because I'm wondering if you're getting a little bit of nausea, if you're eating something typically before work that doesn't have a lot of protein and then it's kind of good, it's kind of leaving your body a little bit faster. Okay. A lot faster. So focus on protein before work? Yeah, not even like just focus. I guess it would be on like kind of that combo of all three. So I don't know if you remember from like full yeah. life method where there's like that plate. Yeah. And you have some protein and you have carbs and you have healthy fat and you got the veggies. To be honest, like as far as grabbing something on the way to work, that's probably one of the better things you could grab. Yeah. Um, but I think like the protein would help you be more satiated from that. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that's interesting to think about too, just kind of to put in your brain, is Thai food is surprisingly high in fat. So from like the coconut milk, maybe. I th yeah, from you know maybe the coconut milk or just the butter. Um, so. That could just be something to keep on your radar. If you notice mm -hmm. that you're getting like nauseous or having a stomach ache after Thai food, that could be contributing. Okay. Um, okay, cool. So you're kind of eating a meal and then, so that's around five. So six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Yeah. So definitely by 11 or midnight, you're ready for another meal. So what does that typically look like? 
So that I feel like is just random stuff all put together, at least lately, because I haven't like the past six weeks, I haven't been able to cook. Um, prior to that, like when I was in Pittsburgh, I was doing the HelloFresh meals, which I really enjoyed doing those. Um, and so I would be taking like an actual cooked prepared meal to work, but I can't do that when I, when I was in Harrisburg. So it would just be random stuff. Like it might be like my trail mix with my apple with a Greek yogurt, like, you know, not, I mean, I, it is a meal like I'm eating, but it's not like a prepared, like cooked meal. Yeah. It's more like random stuff. But, but those are the, some of the things that I would take. Like I would always take a trail mix to work with me and the trail mix had like walnuts and almonds and dried cranberries and chickpeas in it, um, like to get my nuts in. And then I would take an apple or a banana or maybe applesauce, but not usually, it was usually like an apple or a banana. Um, And then sometimes I would take a salad or I would take just like baby cucumbers or celery with like peanut butter on it. Um, to try and get my vegetable in or salad. I bought some of those like um, small, like prepared salads. Okay. I used to get my, like my vegetable in. Um, Yeah. I was thinking about like, do you ever buy any of the salad kits? Yeah. I did this last time when I was there. Yeah. Like I was thinking about, you know, just kind of thinking I was just in a grocery store today and I was like walking by some of the prepared, like the prepared food section and like, something like by like getting us grabbing a salad i'm just thinking about you in your room right like kind of prepping for work with minimal minimal cook equipment or whatever you want to call it not a kitchen Mm -hmm. so like if you could grab you can let me know how this sounds but like if you were to grab like a salad kit Mm -hmm. that's like a, a nice amount of volume like you could eat the whole thing you could eat half whatever you need right but if you could grab like a can of chickpeas Mm-hmm. and have a can opener and and rinse them off and add like a cup of chickpeas to that salad maybe you get a rot like do you ever get a rotisserie chicken when you're doing these i haven't but that's a good idea yeah because like salad kits canned beans rotisserie chicken that combo is would be like perfection okay i like that and it's simple yeah it's kind of like of course it's not quote unquote perfect but I think it would feel better in your body probably than like kind of doing the snacking. Yeah, I think you're right. So I guess part of the reason why I bring like the snacky food though is again, depending on like the night or the unit, I may not have time to sit down and eat a whole meal. Like I might have to just have something in my pocket. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that's part of it too. Like if I only bring like this big meal that salad where I have to sit down and eat it, I may not actually get to eating it depending on how busy I am. That makes me so sad. (laughs) But I mean, I I mean, nurses are amazing though. This is like such, it's always the struggle, right? It's like, I work with, I've worked with and work with so many incredible nurses, but it's like the culture and the nature of the job. It's, it's just like, it's not prioritized because like, if there's nobody now, like I'm wondering, like, is there ever an opportunity where like you like can help each other out so that like you're kind of, you know, getting a 15 minute break or something like that, or just depends? Honestly, no, like on, so I've had, I've been doing this since May and I, this will be my fourth assignment and every assignment I've been on our minimum, like you have six patients. So if I were to leave the floor, 
that nurse that's watching my people would now have 12 patients. Like that's unrealistic. So I never leave the floor. Like if I'm going to eat, I will just like bring it out on the unit and like chart while I'm eating. But okay. in order to like have time to actually sit there and like eat it, nobody has, like there can't be any call bells going off or bed alarms going off or like I have to give up and get, give medications and stuff. So it's like hard to find time where you're not interrupted, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. So yeah, in this so, situation, in this job, I'm not saying that's every nursing job, but in this particular job, like it's- I think it's- I, I think it's a lot of them though. I mean, cause I've heard the same story from, from multiple people, yeah. um, which is just, it just pisses me off, honestly, because <laughs> you guys are, you know, you're like the, the fabric of the healthcare system. Yeah. And it's, it just, it's, it sucks because mm-hmm. you should be able to prioritize your health the way that you are taking care of other people's health. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously we can't change the entire industry in one conversation. So I'm wondering though, like with that salad kit, maybe there would be opportunities where you could kind of sit down and have half or have half or whatever, but also maybe you can like bring that, but then like still have, you know, the trail mix on deck just in case. I was thinking that too. That's a good idea. Like have both. And then if I don't get to eat the salad, I can always eat it like for my, quote unquote breakfast when I'm going in the next day. Like if I didn't get to, you know what I mean? So yeah. Doesn't... Like just keep the dressing off of it. <clears throat> right. Um, you could even buy like a bottle of dressing if that's easier to keep at work. Um, mm-hmm. I love, I mean, I love bringing in olive oil if possible. Like if you can bring a little container of it to combine with a dressing, but there are these like yogurt based salad dressings. Um, like one of the companies is bolt is bolt house farms. Have you ever seen these? Yeah. Um, those can, that can be a great option. Um, I'm also thinking about like snacky things that are easy to eat, but a little elevated. Like, do you ever make like, just like tuna fit tuna salad or chicken salad? Um, have I ever? Yes. Do I typically know, but I can. Do you, do you enjoy it or no? So it's one of those things like, (laughs) I like make myself enjoy it, if that makes sense. Like, I know it's healthy for you, but it's not like something I ever liked eating, but I kind of like make myself eat it and it's okay. Like, it's okay. I don't hate it anymore, but okay. cottage cheese too. <laughs> Did it with tuna and cottage cheese. Yeah. Some different like, uh, like mushrooms and stuff. Like those are things that I don't eat. I never grew up eating them, but like, I know there's nutritional value. So I kind of like make myself eat them and they get less bad the more you do it's it. so true i'm glad that you said that out loud because it's so true it's like if it, like we can make ourselves like anything pretty much through enough exposure yeah uh, as long as it's not like revolting but mm-hmm. i i did the same thing with cottage cheese years ago i was like i want to like this food and i just kept eating it here and there here and there and now i love it yeah um yeah i like love these things but i can eat them like it's not the first thing i would ever grab but i can eat them it's- yes yeah so, I mean, if it's something that appeals to you, like some, like a nice, even like a, like a tuna salad where you can like cut up some celery and have some nice whole grain crackers with it and some cucumber and then like have your fruit, it feels just a little bit more substantial and you're getting in some fish then, which is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the chicken salad would work too. It could be salmon. I mean, it's just kind of something that I thought that I think about when I think of like just ease. Now with tuna, I know you've talked about this before, but I don't remember. Like, is there a certain number of times a week that I can eat it and be safe still? Oh my, like as far as like the mercury kind of situation? Yeah. Yeah. My husband was asking me this the other day because my four-year-old has decided she likes tuna and she wants to eat it like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh-huh. So <laughs> for adults, typically like we don't have a concern around mercury unless somebody's consuming more than six cans a week. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't hit that, I don't think. Does it matter if it's the chunk light or the albacore? Does that make a difference? Not really. I never want people to obsess about that kind of thing. Um, I typically buy like – I'm trying to think what I buy. Now I have to Google what I actually buy because I get it at Costco. And I like it because the, the quality – I usually buy – it's called – Wild Wild Planet, Albacore Wild Tuna. The taste is there. The chunks are delicious. I think like like you can tell the quality of a can of tuna really from its taste. Okay. So if you have access to like an albacore tuna, amazing. But okay. if you don't, I've also just bought, you know, tuna fish from Trader Joe's in olive oil. And that okay. works great. Um I wouldn't, I just wouldn't obsess about it. It's better to eat it than obsess. Okay. Yeah. Especially because like, I don't know, unfor- like with our seafood industry, it's really challenging to make sense of like, <laughs> and to even know what you're getting as far as like farm raised, wild caught, like, so it's, but it's, it's always better to include it. Okay. That's definitely something I could do pretty easily yeah good question because I know the people I know that mercury thing it's just so it's scary but mm-hmm. it's it, yeah we'd have to eat a, cra- a lot of tuna for it to be yeah something we think about what about um for like breakfast something that would be easy for me can you help Ooh. me that out? so now for you and you have your breakfast, is this, is it like when you get off of work? No, I don't typically eat. If I do eat anything whenever I get home from work, it's you like, it would only be if I'm like feeling nauseous. Cause sometimes like, I mean like there's different nauseas, but like if I'm feeling nauseous, like I feel like I need to put something in my stomach in order yeah. to be able to go to sleep. I'll eat a banana, but that's it. Yeah. I won't eat anything else. Do you find that you feel nauseous most nights when you work? It depends. I've noticed for me, if I drink caffeine, it's worse. So that's why I try to drink like when I work night shift, I try to drink more water than anything. Like I think that helps curb it. Um, That makes sense. Um, For you, as far as caffeine, how do you typically want, like, how do you take your caffeine? uh, Either unsweetened iced tea or diet Pepsi or diet Coke, which I know that's bad for you. Okay. No, I mean, at least it's not like an energy drink because that would make sense if it was making you. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Diet Coke and the Diet Pepsi isn't the best thing in the world, but it's it's better than like an energy drink. Mm-hmm. Um, so for breakfasts, you mentioned oatmeal. Is that something you like? Yeah, I don't mind it. I li- I do like it. I have like the packets of it, but they're it's not plain oatmeal. Like I have a chocolate one and I have a s'mores one right now, which I feel like those aren't the healthiest. 
Yeah. I mean, it depends on like your, obviously it depends on what you can do, but if you're like, I want to upgrade my breakfast. Um, you mentioned you were in grocery games. I just posted a couple of overnight oats recipes and believe it or not, overnight oats would actually be fairly simple to make in a hotel room. If you had the ingredients, Okay. cause it's, it's only like four or five ingredients and you're just putting it in a jar and then it's ready. Okay. I didn't get a chance to watch those yet. Cause it, like I said, I've been so busy. I have to catch up on a lot, but I will. I'll watch cool. Those. One of them was a little weird. If you're in grocery games, let me know in the comments what you think, but I try, I kind of went on on a limb and wanted to challenge all of us. <laughs> so one of them is like an overnight oats with black beans. I saw that. I don't know how I feel about that. I like black beans. I don't know about in my oatmeal. I don't think it'll be something that's like a staple for me, but I'm glad I tried it because it gave me a lot of inspiration for other savory oats combinations. Okay. But you can, there's a re another recipe I shared, which um, now I can't remember what it, what the combo was. I think I shared just like a tip, like a blueberry or something like that. Okay. So you could just take that recipe for the oats and then instead you could add banana or you can add frozen blueberries or whatever fruit you want. Um, you could even add like a little bit of like a nut butter, which would be easy to keep in your room, like peanut butter or something. And that would work super well. It may even be something you enjoy having during night shift. When I eat oats and maybe I'm not like putting enough stuff in them, but I feel like I get so hungry, like very quickly after I eat them. Yeah. The, the, the one thing I will say about the overnight oats recipe that I shared is the one with black beans uh -huh. was mind blowingly filling. It was absolutely wild. Okay. So if you're feeling that way, check out the way that check out the way that I made it because this kind of oats is going to be drastically different from using like a package of oatmeal. Okay. Drastically. Okay. It's funny you say that this morning we were like out of food and I had some random packets of oatmeal left over and I had one and I was at my daughter's swim class like two hours later and I literally started feeling like shaky mm -hmm. and I'm like, why am I feeling this way? And I was like, Oh, I had this packet of oatmeal. I'm like, well, that's an interesting experiment. Um, but yeah, you'll notice a major difference using the rolled oats and the way that we, that we prep it. It's, it's wild. When I do eat like packets of oatmeal, I always try to eat, I typically would eat it like with the Greek yogurt because I, like, I know there's not a lot of protein in the oats themselves. So I try to add that in at least. I feel like that still doesn't like, I don't know hold me over there. Yeah. It's because those packets of oatmeal are just, um, they are so, so processed. Okay. So it just spikes our sugar and kind of makes, makes us crash no matter who you are. Um, so that's like, it's a normal thing. It's really hard to have a lot of satiety from, from those packets. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that would be a great option. Um, there, I think I even shared a couple of smoothie options in that program. Does it, if a smoothie appeals to you at all? I'm not a big smoothie person, no. Okay. I was just thinking like maybe avocado toast or something. Yeah. I could do, because I had a toaster in my last hotel. Yep. Like a nice um, whole grain kind of seedy bread, like a Dave's Killer bread or something with the avocado. And you could, I mean, you can doctor it up and make it more interesting if you want to. Or if you're finding, 
another interesting thing could be like hard, like hard boiled eggs too. I did do that. Um, I have a little like hard boiled egg cooker. Um, it's very like small, so I can pack it easily. So mm-hmm. that was one of the things I did on, on one of the, when I was there for like one chunk of days, I made hard boiled eggs and ate like two of them. Yeah. I like that would go nicely with the avocado toast and you could add like some berries with it just to increase the fiber and kind of just the nutrition in general. So like when we're talking portions with that, like Mm -hmm. I would do like one piece of toast with like half of an avocado and a boiled egg. Like, is that enough? Is that what I would be? No, nope. (laughs) So you'd probably want to do like two pieces of bread you could keep it at half an avocado because honestly, that's it depends on the size of the avocado though, right? Like some of them are tiny and then you might want the whole thing. If it's a bigger avocado, half might be sufficient. Um, and then, yeah, I would do probably like if you're doing two slices of a nice whole grain bread, uh-huh. that bread it has some protein in it. So you could get away with probably one egg and then like that half a cup or a cup of berries. Can you substitute instead of buying the actual avocados? Because I feel like I have such a hard time getting them when they're ripe. Can I do the little cups of avocado? Yes. It's not going to be as nutrient dense, but for what you do and the way that you work, it makes a ton of sense. And I I have those in my fridge right now. Like it's all a spectrum. So I think that would make sense. Is for toast, what about rye toast? Is that good or should I aim for a whole grain instead? I would probably aim for a whole grain. Okay. And this is where like, I'm kind of giving a little bit of context here too, for, for if somebody was listening to this, this is where I'm telling you, Sarah, yeah, aim for, aim for a whole grain because of the rest of the context, right? Like lots of travel, lots of things out of your control. So it's like, when you have that control, let's make the most of it. Okay. Whereas if somebody else was, you know, living at home seven days a week, cooking 90% of their own meals, then you can kind of have, you know, maybe you have a little bit more flexibility and you branch out and you're trying different breads. But I think it's also dependent on, on the goal, right? Like right now you're like kind of in this season of, I want to see a little bit of weight loss. Mm -hmm. So it may make sense to just lean into the, the higher fiber, higher, higher protein option. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. How are you feeling like since having this conversation? I feel good. Like I've been taking notes and I'm looking down at my paper and I have like two really solid lunches that we just came up with and two really solid breakfasts. Yay. So I feel like on days that I work like that's really, I'm only eating like two main meals. So then like snacks, I feel like my snacks aren't terrible right now, like fruits and trail mix and stuff like that. So I feel like on days that I work, I have like, a much better this library of things to go to. That's that makes me really happy. I'm glad. Yeah. And like as you can see, like if we were to continue from this, mm-hmm. then it becomes about and I'm saying this for anybody listening to, then it becomes about the refinement, you know, you're testing out the recipes, we're seeing how things are working, how full you are, how do we want to make it more interesting? Like I hope that if anything, this conversation illuminates for anybody listening, how precise this, this is, (laughs) 
Um, but also how like fun and intuitive it is at the same time. It, this is really about individualizing to the human. Mm -hmm. um, so I really, I appreciate you like getting up here and like just being vulnerable and like, I really appreciate you you doing this with me. I've had a great time. Oh, I appreciate you. I felt I felt really lucky when you picked my name out of the bowl. I was like, man, there's a lot of names in there. I'm surprised I got. It. <laughs> I know my my husband was like laughing at me. He's like, really? You had to cut all of the names and draw them? He's like, isn't there an electronic way of doing that? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> and I just feel like for me, like it's coming at a really good time for me because. I don't know. I feel like I do need help right now with like trying to with my schedule and everything. So I'm very grateful. So thank you. You're so welcome. I, you're, you're amazing. I mean, all, all of the nurses in the world are just, I mean, it's, it's amazing. What you're doing is amazing. I, I'm also happy to hear that you're following your heart and like doing something that makes you really happy. Yeah. It come, you know, it comes with challenges, but like you said, this is a season in, in your life. It feels good to you right now. And now you make the most of it right yeah so good. Like nothing is going to be like a hundred percent it never is perfect yeah. right no nope. but I think overall like my mental health like I'm feeling so much better in that way I was feeling like really terrible like the first half of the year and I couldn't like figure out what it was like just depressed anxious and so I'm the type of person like I don't sit in that for very long maybe that's part of my problem like why I'm always moving but I was like, I need to change something. Like, I don't know what it is, but I need to change something. And um, I think this was like a really good change for me. Like, I do feel like mentally I'm doing so much better. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, and honestly, I think that what you just said, that could be an entire, that could be an entire other conversation because I really think that so many people are feeling that way. It's a very weird energy in the world right now. And I think a lot of the time we want to pretend that it's not there, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, well, what are we going to do about it? And that's a very scary kind of feeling, but it is a weird energy in the world right now. Like there's a lot going on. So we have to take care of ourselves and do whatever we need to do. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you. And thank you for spending, like, thank you for being with me all this time. And it's, it's really amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Well, have a good rest of your night. I hope you, I guess, keep yourself awake if that is the goal. <laughs> that is the goal, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and, and I'll talk with you soon, Sarah. Thank you again. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.